Well, again, everyone, it's been a while, but we're back. Welcome to Radio MVP, episode, uh, what, 98? 98, yeah. I think it's 98, yes. Wow. We're getting up there. We're going to hit the century mark soon here, Andy. Yeah, I think it's coming probably uh, two weeks from now, huh? Maybe sooner, maybe later, who knows? Sorry for the delay and the absence here for the last uh, couple of weeks, but between both of us... Uh, Falling ill and timing and availability, it was just tough to get to. Yeah, this sickness just won't go away. No, I think you got it, and away. I got it, and it just will not go away. It's going to be here for a while, I think. I love February. Probably the worst month of the year, isn't it? It is. It's the shortest and the worst month of the year. That's when everybody gets sick. Mm-hmm. Nothing really going on. It's cold. It's damp. It's dreary. Usually that's when you get your big snowstorms and below zero temperatures, and it's just the worst month of the year. It's never been fun for me. But it is action-packed, I'll say that, in the world oh, of yeah. sports. There's a ton going on in a short amount of time. So the last time we talked, we were in the process of not crowning, but talking about the rumors of Tim Tyrrell from Akron Hopin taking over this the program at Youngstown State. A lot of things happened in that mm-hmm. time period. Obvious, it did not happen. Why it did not happen, I'm not going to speculate because I do not know. I have my thought processes, but I can't confirm any of those, so I'm not even going to go down that road. They did hire a former YSU Penguin coach, Mm -hmm. a man who has an interesting timeline in his career, in his professional career, and in Doug Phillips, who started out as a assistant a intern assistant Mm -hmm. at ysu during the early jim trussell era of 91 to 92 yeah this is uh probably tim like we were talking about it was either going to be tim terrell or somebody that nobody had if you follow along the ysu timeline and what wkbm reported phillips name was out there he was one of the names interviewed first Uh, so it's not like he was completely out of left field hey at the last second i don't think he got a lot of publicity but why is very tight-lipped about this? They always are. Look, like you said, it's a very different hire than we've uh, done the last couple of times. A very different resume. You know what? Maybe that's what you need to do. It's an outside-the-box hire. I'll say that. It's an outside-the-box hire in the sense that he doesn't have the traditional roll-up-the-ranks you know, uh, kind of resume. So it's a waiting game. I like all he said, but hey, it's... The press conference. Did he win the press conference? Sure, he did. Uh, I didn't see the press conference. I've read uh, some reports. You mean they didn't stream it online? Shockingly, I couldn't find it on YSU's uh, websites or on Facebook. Nothing. It blows my mind away. You hire the the most high-profile coach in your programs, in your athletic department, and it wasn't streamed on Facebook. It wasn't streamed on Twitter, YouTube. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I honestly... I just don't get it. You Thankfully, want Thankfully, WFMJ came up. Uh, yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't know they had it. I didn't think anyone had it. It, it was very different uh, press comments than I was used to. Usually, the athletic director speaks. Maybe a board or trustee member. The president speaks. And they've been writing the Phillips and questions. That was it. I mean, that might have been FMJ's coverage. I don't know. That's true. That, that is I, true. I won't, you know, obviously... The the intros and all that may have not been part of their plan. Who knows? I wasn't there. I will say this about the hiring of uh, Doug Phillips. It caught me off off guard. Yes. A lot of rumors about how he got hired, but we're not going to go down that road simply no. because they're rumors. I will go on to say this about him. Let's give him an opportunity to succeed. I say that about every coach that gets hired. You have to have them have that opportunity to succeed. And he does bring a very interesting resume. As we mentioned early on, started with YSU as a graduate assistant. Toledo and a few other places. Toledo and Finley. Ended up back in education Mm -hmm. as a principal a couple places. Actually, in between that, he was a head coach at the high school level. Springfield and Salem. And by Mm -hmm. the way, um, the timeline is perfect for me because... I was actually doing Springfield games. That's right, you were. uh, Back in the late 90s, early 2000s. And I wish I could tell you that I have audio or uh, remember him. Mm -hmm. I do not. And it's not his fault. It's my fault. I did not cover him when he was with Salem. I did do Salem games. That was Mm -hmm. after he left. 
Matter of fact, it was probably five years after he left, the time I did my first Salem tour of uh, football. Yeah, he has an interesting timeline. Obviously, Luke Fickle likes him a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a running back coach. He's worked at different things throughout his uh, tenure. Kinda, it's a big wait and see. Yeah, this is the first hire. Okay, Wolford was a hire that everyone thought could happen mm-hmm. and did happen. And I had the same thought. Well, let's see what he can do. Well, he produced a phenomenal offensive yes. team. His defense were very lacking. From that point, we went back to a defensive coach mm-hmm. in Polini, and his defense was up and down. It yes. had peaks and valleys. His offense had peaks and valleys. Uh, when Shane Montgomery was here, they had still a really good offense. After he left, the offense struggled and locked an identity. Now, we're going to get back to more traditional YSU-type football, trestle-type ball. Yep. He wants. You're going to see double tight ends. You're going to see running game. Uh, obviously, we have quarterbacks on the roster with very talent, yes. much talent. So that's exciting. And in today's game, you're going to have to spread the ball out and see what happens. Obviously, defensively, who knows? Obviously, we're just going to have to wait and see who these what transpires in the next year. Every coach has the right to bring in his own staff. Every coach has the right to uh, find people that he believes in to, A, bring the program up to the next mm-hmm. level, and we'll just wait and see. I have no opinion of any of them. Uh, spring ball is a few weeks away. We'll see our first action there. Not much. It's just kind of a, a little preview. And then we'll see come fall, uh, summer uh, as they get into uh, sp- uh, training camp and go from there. I mean, it's a long time from now. It's a short time from now. It's a condensed schedule for him, and it's a uh, an opportunity for him to learn his players mm-hmm. and go on from there. This is something that's been said many times, and I think Urban Meyer said it best when he was interviewed a few months ago on uh, Move the Sticks. These are his players. Mm-hmm. He chose yep. these players to coach. It's, these are not Bo's players. These are not anybody else's. These are his players because he's chose to take this mm-hmm. job and these players and, and this organization, this program to move forward. And every coach that takes over at the collegiate level makes that choice that these are the players he wants to go to war with and these are the players he's going to work with. And will he fine-tune it? Of course, every coach does. Does he blow it up? Absolutely not. There's no reason to blow up this program and move forward. He just needs to communicate and give them an opportunity to succeed. And we'll see how well he does with all that. Look, we know this. Emotionally, he's excited about being here. And we've had three straight coaches, in my opinion, who were very excited to be here. Wolford was very excited to come home Mm -hmm. and take take on that challenge. Bo Pelini, when his opportunity came, I think he was absolutely yes. thrilled with the opportunity to be the Youngstown State head coach and move forward in his career. And now we have the exact same thing here with Phillips. And why wouldn't you be? All coaches should be happy about the opportunity they get to to prove themselves. This program here is on a reset, not a rebuild. Exactly. So we'll see exactly where they go from here. Very similar What's going on in Cleveland with the Browns? Stefanski is a reset, not a rebuild. There's players there. There are players here at Youngstown. Yes, they're going to have, I think, very similar type offenses where you're going to see double tight ends. You're going to see running the Mm -hmm. ball being primarily uh, focused in the offense. And uh, we're going to see a kind of a throwback to the program that we are so used to here in Northeast Ohio. Which makes sense because of the climate that you live in and the players that are developed, uh, not just here, but around the country that come to Youngstown State to play. Yeah, I think, obviously, you know, I've heard a lot of negative reactions for, you know, this hire, but I agree with you, Tim. It's a wait and see. It's I do agree with you that we are going to go back to more of a traditional two-tight set. We're going to run the ball probably out of the eye formation a little more than we had the last couple of years. It's going to be power-based. Um, but like you said, though, we have quarterbacks that have 
tremendous skill sets. We were blessed with two that have really great skill sets, and they both can run the ball. So I think we'll see a little quarterback run. And the News Herald out of Cleveland is reporting that John Carroll defensive coordinator Joe Schaefer is coming on board as a defensive coordinator. Everything you read about John Carroll the last two years, they've been top five in every Division three category. Uh, five sacks a game that led the country. Look, I know it's Division three, but and if defense allowed 11 points a game. Yes, that's Division three football. This is one to belay. But that tells me he's an aggressive, we're going to attack you kind of defense. Well, she's coaching. I've always exactly. said that. I've Thank always said you. that. There's no – if you're a talented if you can coach, coach ball, you can communicate, ball. you can coach. The difference in each level is the recruiting yep. and the players that you're able to attract to bring to your program. Competition in Northeast Ohio and competition in Ohio for the type of players Youngstown State is going to go after is very high because mm-hmm. these are the same players who have that opportunity to go to an Akron mm-hmm. or a Kent or a Toledo – Miami, Ohio, uh, Miami, Ohio, all the Mac schools. Plus, you know, you have the Division two schools like like Ashland Slippery and others. Rock. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You have quite a few competitions in this area for the same type of athlete. So we'll just have to, you know, give him the opportunity to uh, prove himself. Obviously, I'll say this: this is a um, this is Jim Trestle written all over it. Yes. And this is 100% him taking control and leading the process. I I don't, I don't want to handcuff and say that's 100% accurate because I don't know, but it sure smells that way. Mm-hmm. And take nothing away from Ron Strollo, who has been the athletic director for a long time and probably understands how to hire coaches now yes. more than ever before. But I believe this was a, a combination of a lot of voices in the room making this choice. And all the player, all the coaches who were mentioned as potential head coaches, all had a connection to Jim Trussell. To yep. Jim Trussell. So, not one of them was outside the realm. Very similar to the last two coaches, where Wolfer had no connection to Youngstown State. Yep. And neither did Bo Pelini. So this was going back in house in a yep. lot of ways. So we'll see where the Penguins go from here. Yeah, it's look. It's an outside the box hire. I like it. Obviously, he's been around the different programs. Like you mentioned, he coached Springfield, he coached Salem. He was a principal just five, six years ago. So maybe he knows how to relate to these players because it's a different time period. It's a big wait and see. Uh, How he assembles his staff, what kind of kits he brings in, what kind of system he wants to run. Uh, He mentioned in his press conference he wants to be a more CEO type, which lets his coordinators run their ship and he'll oversee everything. Uh, the big thing, Tim, like you mentioned, recruiting and bringing in the kids. We've talked about it ever since our first podcast when we talked about the YSU basketball hire of Jared Calhoun is developing your own culture. And that's going to be big for Phillips starting now in, in uh, spring ball here in, what, two weeks, I think you said. How do you start building that culture? And that's a big thing that he's going to be tasked with to get this program back on top. And and like you said, I don't think it's a rebuild or anything. It's a reset. I think there's talented players here. I obviously there's talented players here. We start in the field this year, uh, the 22nd ranked recruiting class in the country. Look, I know people say it's low, but that's not bad. That's not great, but it's not bad. And you didn't lose any of your top recruits when Phillips came in. It's wait and see. I wish everybody, like you mentioned, Tim, gives him a chance. You'll be able to tell after the first year or so if he's got the chops for it. But I'm excited for the hire. It's a new time in YSU football, and uh, we'll see September 5th how it turns out. We'll start clock then, obviously, yeah. and see what happens. All right. YSU basketball program kind of up and down in, in valleys right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night, they uh, they fell, or yesterday afternoon, I should say, they fell yep. to Oakland on the road. They defeated Oakland at home. They were not able really to compete on the road against uh Oakland, unfortunately, when they had that five-game home stand, yeah. they went three and two. Yep, uh, losing what three games in overtime? Yeah, it, I mean, or two games in overtime. It was quite and you quite by, competitive, but not over the hump type play. And you led by nine or ten late in the game each time. That makes it. Yeah, you know, they never play well at Oakland. That's just a tough place to play. Oakland's not great this year. They got a player back that's helping them out a lot. 
But that's never an easy place to play up there. Uh, he got a split on the Michigan road trip. Not terrible, but not what you wanted. Uh, you took care of business against a team you should have took care of business against in Detroit. And now it's you got to win probably two more games, I would say, to be feeling halfway decent about a postseason opportunity, wherever it may be. Well, let's not even consider that. Let's look at it this way. They've won 15 games. I think they lost 12 so far. Uh, they have the opportunity to try to finish out the regular season strong and get into the Horizon League tournament and make a run. A Let's game. just just take it that far. Let's see how they produce. They're going to play an early game, non-buy scenario in the tournament. So let's just, before we put them in any minor tournament postseason-wise, let's see how they finish this season, perform in the Horizon League. If they can make a run in the Horizon League tournament, that will be a big, big story. Simply because, obviously, the goal of making the NCAA is a possibility, but more than anything, it is a building block for this program going forward, which hasn't had a run in this tournament and has not been able to really be the Cinderella mm-hmm. story in a long time, and it needs that. Uh, this team has good players, just they're minus about one or two players yes. overall, and hopefully that will come in the long term. And that's what we're seeing on the road. They need to, the next step for Coach Calhoun and this Penguin program is to bring in more players that have a deeper bench that can perform at this level in the Horizon League and be successful. He has improved this program. And you can see the players like Quisenberry and Bohannon and others who have what they have achieved. However, for them to take that next step, they need more than five players. They need yes. eight, nine, eight, ten, ten players yeah. that are on a rotation that you believe in. And at least a strong eight. Yeah. Without eight players on a rotation, it's difficult. It makes it really tough. It, it does. And look, they're 15 and 12. And that's not bad, considering two of those losses are to top 15 teams. You know, you can secure a winning record this season with, like you said, finish out the regular season strong, make a run in. And you never know what can happen. Anything is possibility. And I put it out there because as long as I've always said, and I still maintain, if you have an opportunity to play in the tournament, you have an opportunity. Yes. And that's what you want. You don't want to be sitting home. That's all I'm asking for is to finish the season strong, have a winning record, and. Let's be the surprise team in the Horizon League tournament. Yep. That's the key. It's going to be difficult because on the road, you're going to be on the road the entire time. Yep. Your, your first round matchup will not be at Bigley Center. Unless you're, they finish third, I believe, right? Yeah, there's a possibility. But, but I don't, yeah, I'm, but I'm, I'd rather be surprised by the home game yes. versus than expecting, expecting it and the not home getting game. it. Yes. Exactly. Well, just expecting to have a home game. Let's put them on the road right now and then give them credit for where it is due. Yeah, it's, they earn it. you got two big games at home this weekend. Uh, Wright State on Thursday and then Northern Kentucky uh, later in the weekend. So Two tough games. Yeah, Not going to be easy. That's going to finish I mean, two home games season. in front of you, you know, yeah. and it is it, your season's on the line every game. Yep. And this is tournament time. So you're going to find out how players react, how coaching staff reacts, how the fans react. If you're out there and you're available to go on Thursday night. I think I might be there. And it's a possibility I might be there. I think it's. I would like to go. If Uh, this sickness and uh, working. I need to go because I, you know, this program needs support. So that's all I'm going to say. I I just want to see him take the next level. Matter of fact, Anthony, let's do this. We have Thursday and Saturday. Let's try in the next week. I'll contact John Vargo and try to get him back on, hopefully before Saturday. Mm -hmm. And maybe we can record later in the week again, get him back on, talk about YSU basketball, because they really deserve the uh, the publicity of what they have achieved this year and yeah, they, hopefully they can take it to the next level and the fans need to come out uh, and the fans easy. have started to come out more and more they will 
If you can win home games, people yep. will show. When people don't believe you have an opportunity to win a game, there's less of a desire to be there and be frustrated and to be disappointed. Well, people have to know when the games are, first of all. But that doesn't fall on that. Well, that's a totally different issue. But I agree. The fan support has been in the last couple games. It's been great. Uh, Let's see if they can't finish out the home season strong with two big crowds. I I think they're going to get a big crowd Thursday night. I really do. Well, well, you know, all we can do is try to get there and see what happens and, uh, you know, something we can talk about later. Yeah. It's an exciting time to where it's late February and you're talking the Penguins and NCAA tournament. Because it's it's not completely far fetched, like you said. Finish out strong, and get in the dance, and see what the heck happens. Because we've seen teams do it before. There's no question about that. All right, let's get to it. Major League Baseball is underway. Yeah. In spring training. The big report came out not too long ago that we all talk about in the Astros cheating scandal. And yes, it's a cheating scandal. Simple as that. There are the correct way and the incorrect way to doing things. They chose down a path that caught them. And again, for those who blame those who blew the whistle on them, shame on you. Exactly. And exactly. Um, I'm not surprised Dusty Baker got the job in Houston. Like I said, they needed to find themselves a pure baseball man, mm-hmm. a veteran guy who would give instant credibility to that team going forward. Uh, and they did. Now, Jim Crane and everyone who was part of that press, press conference the other day, or Mia press conference, or whatever you want to call it, Mia Copa press conference, it was one of the worst ideas of all time. That was embarrassing, wasn't it? Oh, my. That was disgraceful the game of baseball. Well, this is the problem. They needed to come out and have that the week that this ex- was exposed. Mm-hmm. They waited this long, and then they weren't prepared for nope. it. Then to contradict yourselves a hundred times oh, and just to look foolish. It was just it's just frustrating to see for the game of baseball. Yep. Sometimes the best thing you can do in any scenario, if you know you're wrong, just man up. Yep. Take it. Say you're not going to – you don't have to defend what – transpired okay you're the world champions well people always bring this up to you yes but that's deserved will there be a unofficial asterisk yes just like the 1919 world series everyone knows the white Sox threw it everyone knows that that has an asterisk it doesn't change the fact of what has happened this scandal will always people will always talk about it and yes the players that were involved will go down as members of that organization. There's no way around it. Altuve will always have this on his record. Yep. Bregman will always have this on his record. Uh, all the pitching pitchers will have this on their record. There's no way to discern from it. There's, it is what it is. You are who you are when yep. you're a member of that organization during that time period. Just stop it. Understand what you did. Understand baseball knows. Mm-hmm. Understand the player's in baseball, oh, no, yeah. no, and that's what matters. And they've known for a while, and it yes. took you know once it was confirmed they could come out and talk about it, and that's what you're seeing. You know, from Trevor Bauer on up, you can name Mike Clevenger, Carlos Carrasco, who's very mild mannered, was very outspoken about it a couple of days ago at the Indians event. Yeah, well, and everybody's so. going to be sure. It affected anybody who played baseball yep. those two years. Or three years, if you go back to 16. But really more 17, 18, 18 are the years that people are going to talk about. And they can say, oh, we stopped at a certain time. Well, it doesn't matter. Because you can't prove it or disprove it. But we definitely can prove that you did it. Yep. And that's all that matters. When you cross the line, and this is what this is something baseball needs to do. Baseball needs to understand two things. They have a big gray area in all their mm-hmm. rules. Okay. Uh, what I mean by gray area, the, you know, the unwritten rules yep. of baseball and how baseball should be attained. And it's, I have nothing wrong with players policing players because that's how it's done. Yep. But you need a more direct line. More finite line. Yes, the same when it's done. Versus today where I think a lot of ego gets involved in that discerning where that line is versus actual play on the field. 
and we'll go for, forward from there. But I'm not surprised. Boston's hired an interim yes. manager for yeah. spring training. Uh, we'll see how that turns out, if it gets into start of the season or not. Uh, that's a mess. That's a complete mess. The interim manager to trading off Mookie Bass, to trading off David Price, to Chris Sale probably not going to be available at the beginning of the year. It, it's a whole big mess up there in Boston. Well, the Mookie Bass trade, I get it. I honestly understand why they had to do it. They're handicapped. Here's a team that can spend dollars a year, $240 million Mm -hmm. a year on salaries, and they handcuffed themselves. Now, Dave Dombrowski was was always that type of a Detroit also. Well, he did exactly in Detroit. He always gave out big contracts, always wanted to sign players, and always has. Uh, And sooner or later, that credit card comes due. Yes, it does. And it does. And it came in due in Mookie Betts' contract. Because you had signed a sales to a big contract when he was coming off an injury. And then you have the question marks. Yes, you won the World Series. He did everything you wanted yep. to do. He Dave Dombrowski did what the Red Sox, Red Sox wanted him to do. Bring in talent to win the World Series. And he did what he had to do. He traded young players. And he signed veterans. And he got the job done. And they won the World yep. Series. And yes, there's going to be an asterisk yeah. next to that because of... The manager, but in the end, it is what it is, and we'll see going forward. I honestly will say this: going, it's training camp begins mm-hmm. uh, when the playing begins, the the exhibition season, the grapefruit season, Saturday, yeah, the the cat, cactus league season. To watch managers have to deal with this three at our minimum, it's going to be interesting. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I'm not sure how you can do it during training camp for the first two weeks, simply because players don't necessarily throw that many innings mm-hmm. as they do pitches. And I'm sure there's got to be some type of gray area to, to work in. First in week in March and the regular season will be very interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Well, let me say it this way. It's the dumbest rule that Rob Manford came up with until his expanded playoff. Oh, my thing. God. That is the most ridiculous thing I've heard in years. Uh, all right, your divisional winners get a bye. could last up to a week, which makes no sense. Do you get that. two teams from each. You expand it by two more teams. And the top team then chooses who they want to play. Mm-hmm. Am, I watching, am I watching The Bachelorette? What the hell am I watching here? Am I watching baseball? And think about this, Tim. Okay, so... The division winners get a buy. It's going to happen no matter what. But I guarantee you, say your season's going to end on that Sunday, last Sunday, whenever it is. Most managers and players don't want to wait a week to get back on the field and play. They'd rather play that Tuesday, Wednesday to keep it in the routine, the rhythm. You're in game 162, 163 by then. You want to keep going your routine. But the whole notion of, Let's have a TV show to pick who we play. That, that is absolutely ludicrous. It is. I, I didn't think we could get any dumber than starting a runner at second base to begin extra innings or this three batter rule, uh, which is stupid. The, the only good rule change that this idiot has made is getting rid of the 40 man rosters in September. That's the only good thing he's done. Because, like you said, are we watching The Bachelor or the Survivor, Tim? Are we yeah. going to watch Survivor? Yeah. I mean, what are we doing with baseball? Uh, Rob it's Manfred, not broken. Yeah, it's, it, Well, it's not broken. But what you have here is someone who wants to make radical changes to a game that has not seen radical changes often. No. It, the most radical changes we've ever seen in baseball is in 1969 with divisional play. And in 1994, we tried divisional play. Yep. And then the wild card expansion that Bud Selig did. Now, I'll give Bud Selig credit. He's seen a one-game playoff as very similar to game 163 in baseball and thought that would be an exciting addition to add one team to the playoffs. And you know what? It has worked. I loved it. It has worked. And it sucks being on the the losing side of that one game. For any team, ask any Do Pirate you? fan, ask any Indian fan, ask 
uh, Minnesota fan over the years that have gone through that. Do you like the proposed rule that with this whole celebrity show or reality TV show that the wild card series would be three games now? Or do you like the one game? Well, you don't need the the craziness of that. Uh, I like the one game. One game is fine. However, I will say this, and I don't have it in front of me, and I have to find it again. And Tom Hamilton explained it once, a few times during the Indian season, mm-hmm. where it was coming down to the end of the season, and people were talking about the playoffs and yes. that end. Obviously, Terry Francona is not a big fan of the one-game playoff. No. Because it's not baseball-like. But he had came up with a, a, a scenario that was a little different. And actually, it was three games, mm-hmm. which I kind of liked because he did it in two days. Okay. He had a day-night doubleheader to start the, the, the series. The series. Simple as that. So if you win both games of the doubleheader, you move on. Are they both in the road or – is it both in one yeah, city? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're not. And then the you would have follow it up with game three if necessary. That's not a bad idea. And because he goes, that's baseball still. Doubleheaders are part of baseball. Yes. Managing a an, a, yes. a lineup is yes. part of baseball. It was interesting thought process, and I'd rather see something of his thought process go forward versus a three games where you're probably I playing like over four days. Uh, I think he had it uh, in two days. And I believe what happened is after that doubleheader, if you needed to play, you fly to that city and play the next day. That's baseball. Yes. Yeah, and it he is. Goes, the reason you do that is, A, you give the team a three-game series to play, and, B, if you're a wild-card team and you should have a disadvantage and not be able to set up your pitching staff necessarily for the next yeah. round. And if you're a, a divisional winner, yeah. you should have a, a an incentive, a opportunity to have dominance over that team simply because you actually perform at the highest level for the season. Uh, I can live with that. I'd rather see that format. I like format. that idea. Yeah, I'd rather see that format than what they proposed. I think it'd be quite exciting to see doubleheaders back to back. Let's say on a Monday, have the AL doubleheader. Tuesday, the NL, NL doubleheader, doubleheader, and then on Thursday or or whatever, Wednesday would be the single game. Yep. For and, and Thursday would be the single yep. game, and boom, it would be over within four days. It would be to me really interesting because you would have that one day off yep. to travel because the other league would be playing their doubleheader yep. that next day, and if you win the doubleheader. You have time yeah. off to reset your yep. your pitching and your team for the the divisional play. So, I rather see that format. I really like that idea. Yeah, right? I think it's it's legitimate. I think it's baseball. I think the players would go for that over a reality TV show. Oh, I really do. Yeah, I don't know if anybody uh, will ever television or in uh, Major League Baseball front office uh, would ever go for that, but we'll see. I think when you're talking about how baseball is played, I think that would be a really interesting. It would be a lot of fun. Yeah. It would be stressful. And it would It'd be, be very stressful as a fan. Oh, I'm talking about the players and managers. But you know what, though? If you lose game one, at least you, playoffs you can turn around and go. Yeah, playoffs are stressful yeah. to begin with. So. Yeah, it's not meant to be easy. Well, it gives you an opportunity to play a three-game series. Yep. And it still condenses it to a point where you don't have to – Play two games, one game, one game, day off, yep. travel, da 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 da, uh, and and have one team just sit there and wait. Yep. You can do this over in three days. Uh, I really like that. Idea you can a lot. even do a day, you know, a traditional doubleheader on both days. Yeah, you could start it at noon and play a traditional doubleheader. And that game, yeah, yeah now those games will be over by six. You could start the the second series that same day at five and do a twi nighter. Yep. Uh, it could it could it could be done. I'm just saying. I'm not sure exactly how they would do it. Personally, I think it would probably be the one day wide nighter. Yeah. yeah, start one at three o'clock, or, or start one around four o'clock, mm-hmm. and then the second game at eight o'clock, and do that yeah. on consecutive days for the two leagues. But uh, that to me would be a hell of a lot better than what they proposed. Well, this, what they proposed is absolutely stupid. It's it, it's not baseball at all. When I first heard it, I thought it was a joke. I really did. I says, this is a joke, right? 
this this is April Fool's Day, and you know this. And he just throwing stuff at the yeah, wall and seeing people leaving. Uh, so someone came up with this. This is Major League Baseball. What? Yeah, 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 yeah it, it is. is. I would like to believe, like you said, Tim, most Major League front offices will not go for that stupid crap because that is absolutely ridiculous. And I think if you pulled the managers right now, they'd laugh. It's not up to the managers. It's not up you to... You think Dolan wants to sit on well, the... Uh... It's it's up to the suits. I hate saying it, but it no, is. No, it is. It is. And it's not about the players in uniform. It's not about... You know what that TV showing me, though? Yeah, well... More cash. Anybody ever... You know, how many people remember watching a Le- LeBron James decision, how bad that went? You know what I'm telling me? This could go just as bad? I think oh, it yeah. would. So... All right. So... Anthony, talked a little football, talked a little baseball here. Yeah. Even a little basketball. We didn't touch uh, one thing, though. Go right ahead. The uh, unfortunate news of Mike Clevenger's injury, uh, the meniscus tear, that kind of put spring training off on a sour start. Luckily, it happened now rather than a couple weeks from now. Uh, he slated to miss six to eight weeks. That puts him back, according to the Indians, late April, early May. Not ideal, but fortunately last year, tested our pitching depth and we we saw we have a plethora of it so be next man up and hopefully we can keep afloat until Clevenger gets back and uh he can stay healthy because I I think he was just getting ready to become one of the top 10 top 15 starting pitchers in baseball well there's a question and injuries happen in all sports and all it did for me is take him off of my uh, fantasy team that of keepers. Thank you for reminding me. I, I got to do that tonight. I took. Uh, he's not one of my keepers, and I put Shane Bieber as a keeper. So that's uh, what all I did is make one little change. No, uh, seriously, it is a, It's obviously one of the cornerstones of the the pitching staff yep. that they want. Uh, the Indians have had in the last few years some bad luck at the pitching staff uh, with Corey Kluber going down with Carrasco with Carrasco battling cancer with. Clevenger yeah. uh, going on the last year. on the DL twice last season, so there's a lot of different changes you know going forward. However, it opens the door for a Plesac. Yep. It opens the door for a Savali. It opens the door for a Rodriguez. Does it open the door for Tristan McKenzie? Possibly, if he pitches terrific yep. this uh, sp- this uh, spring, anything's possible. But there's. There's opportunities for some young guys who have had some taste at the major league level. And we'll just Do you like the addition of Domingo Santana? I don't hate it. I think it makes sense. Uh obviously he's a lot cheaper than, Puig, than yeah. Puig. Yeah. Puig would have probably cost you eight to ten million dollars and maybe a little bit more. Yep. And you get the same numbers dollars. basically. Yeah. This is a million dollars. Yeah. And you're gonna get about a two fifty, two sixty hitter. Very similar to Reyes, so we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, obviously, anytime you can add Thunder to your lineup, that's a good thing. Yep. And last year, that's what I talked about. The lack of power in the lineup really hurt. It's a different lineup this year. Yep. Obviously, we don't have Kipnis, who's who's officially gone mm-hmm. and signed with the with the Cubs, but we knew that at yeah. the end of last season. And uh, we go forward. we got Hernandez at second base. Obviously, this is going to be a a test of the front office this year because that you're going to have to make decisions on players like Lindor throughout the year. Yep. Uh, if you get an offer in June, do you trade them? Do you trade them in, the in, in at the All-Star break? Do you trade them at the deadline? Do you hang on to them till next offseason? Uh, do you go into his final year of with the Cleveland Indians the following season? So most baseball experts expect Lindor to be traded sometime during the year. We'll just have to wait and see yep. how the Indians perform. Yeah, because that That's will be tell big. you. Well, yeah, that will tell us everything. If they're competing with Minnesota for the divisional title, uh, if they're not five, seven, eight games behind at coming into June, that will determine a lot going forward. The start of the season is going to be very important for the Cleveland Indians this year. Yes. And it starts early in March. 10 of the year. first 16 against Central Division teams. And you and I broke it down last March. What you need to do to win, the, make the playoffs. It works in every sport. you got to win divisional games when you play in divisions. And you have to win at home. Yep. 
And if you do that, you give yourself opportunities. By winning divisional games, period, that means on the road and at home. And then when you do it, you have a dominance at home where you have a winning percentage of 600-plus and maybe hopefully close to 700, yeah. which is phenomenal if you can do it. But you really have a dominant home field advantage. That is what – it's how you – it's the recipe to winning was the problem with YSU football last year. They couldn't win divisional games. They nope. couldn't win conference win games. Your conference games. And that's what hurt them. That's why they were ended up a 500 team. The Indians last year did not win divisional games. That's why they ended up short of winning yep. the division. And these are the things that happen in, in sports. And that's what's amazing. And I'll go on to this. Uh, a team that will not lose. The Liverpool Reds. Again. Oh, my God. They, they have earned 76 of a possible 78 points. They have still basically are undefeated. Uh, they had the one draw this season. That's it. They are only 15 points away from claiming the Premier League title for the first time in 30 years. So you're saying it's going to happen? It's just a countdown. The it's countdowns amazing. began? Yeah. They played yesterday. Um, uh, yesterday afternoon, they played Norwich, which is not a, a – a, a, a good team but they were coming off what's called the winter break yeah which they haven't played for two weeks and uh they won one nil and they continue to to play phenomenal and it is a uh man i'm telling you you got to come down and watch them uh, so now the championship league begins again so as and so what we talked about before is that's a tournament within the tournaments uh yeah is, uh, you qualify that the top four teams from the league move over into that and they're playing the second or rounds i guess right now i believe it starts thursday so it's going to be fun it is is it's going to be a great fun springtime with baseball here with the premier league wrapping up and the championship league getting started this team is going to be a lot of fun to watch and then i got to get quickly into the aflw mm-hmm. uh, round two just started ended. right yeah yeah round two just ended uh, what a, I watched three games last night. They started at about 9 o'clock, and uh, I finished about 3.30 in the morning. A great time. Um, and congratulations to my Collingwood Magpies. They win? The ladies came through. They're 2-0 and on the season, first time ever. They wow. won the first opening game ever uh, last week, and this week they, they defeated Carlton in the uh, rivalry game, the Derby. So uh, a Big, big win last night for them. They're 2-0. and uh, They're playing in divisionals, uh, conferences. They call them Conference A, mm-hmm. Conference B. So basically how it's going to work this year is the winner of each conference. It's a bye in the tournament, and two plays three across mm-hmm. the two conferences in the playoffs. It's only a eight-week regular season, a very, very small season. So already two weeks down. Magpies won two in a row. Uh, that's good to see, and uh, it's fun. I enjoyed it last night. I got to watch three terrific games. So uh, it is going to be I, – I, I recommend it highly. I can't explain it more than that. The more you watch this game, the more you're going to love it because there's tackling, there's there's strategy, there's uh, just pure out unregard for your own body <laughs> is the best way to put it. It's just, you know, and it's just, it's a great game. And I, like I said, uh, I'm enjoying it. And uh, hopefully, I've reached out to uh, Kate O'Holloran uh, a couple times now. She hasn't gotten back to me, so uh, maybe that has uh, passed, but we're going to continue that. If I can't get her, I will definitely reach out to Gemma here in the next week or two to get her back on and talk about everything that's going on in Australia in the rules football because uh, it is it's, it's, it's a great time, and um, I'm so happy. I got so much sports going on this time of year, Warren. Everybody was just right it's now. Finally just, getting... Yeah, everyone now gets excited about basketball season because you're getting towards the conference championships tournaments mm-hmm. and the uh, obviously March yep. Madness, which is a phenomenal time of the year. It's one of my favorite time of the year. But now that I have added these two other games to my uh, repertoire of sports to, to care about, it has been phenomenal. And 
I haven't even talked about the Red Hurricanes as they are now head into the WPIL uh, championships uh, starting on Wednesday night. They play Mount Pleasant, excuse me, and you can hear that on W uh, KST 1200 in Newcastle or online at Trib, hssn.triblive.com. Uh, click on the broadcast link and you'll find it there. Uh, all the games have, for the most part this year, have been video streamed uh, w with some occasions where it wasn't mm -hmm. available. So uh, hopefully the playoffs will be that Are way. Are you going too. back to the Pete this year? Uh, it will a be chance? a challenge. This is going to be the biggest challenge for the Red Hurricane in, a long, uh, in many years. Put it that way. This is a young team. It starts one senior. Oh, wow. And he plays out of position. Wow. He plays basically the pivot. He's only 5'10". Oh, wow. And uh, they start a freshman, two sophomores, a junior. So what you're senior. saying is you better be in this year because you're not going to be in the next two years. Well, I'm not saying that because uh, – I am. This team – That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Well, although this team's going to get better. There's no question about that. It's the more experience they get, the better they are. They have players who can make plays. Um, they're in every game, and it will be a challenge this time of the year. And they're capable of making the run. I talked to Coach uh, Blundo before a game, and I asked him about that. And he basically said this is probably the best today case scenario for this team mm -hmm. not to have a bye and to play the early round. Yeah. Uh, before, they used to have about – yeah, two weeks, maybe even oh, wow. two and a half weeks off before they play. Wow, wow, that's incredible. But this week, they only had a, like a – they played last Monday, so it's only going to be about a nine-day off period between the time they uh, did the, Finish, the yeah. selections and when the tournaments get started. So they play Wednesday against Mount Pleasant, and we'll go from there. Uh, obviously, if they could win the first two – games of the tournament they'll probably qualify for the state tournament really so yeah uh, it's usually the way it works is uh, you're gonna have an opportunity they have a, a unique snare scenario how many games to get to the peak three three to get to the peak and four to win it four to win yeah and we'll we'll go from there uh they've done it the last three years in a row yeah. so i will never count them out it is going to be an uphill battle they finished fourth in their section two this year. However, they played phenomenally all year long. They were, you know, they had some peaks and valleys of a young team, but they have the ability to, when they play at their best, to beat anybody. They had to beat anybody. They actually played uh, a team that had three players over six five and and shot the lights out and beat them. Really? Yes. And then they came home and beat them again. So. It is a, uh, it's impressive. Uh, it's been a, like I said, a growing year. I, they finished, uh, I think, with eight losses on the season. So uh, they won like 13 games. Mm -hmm. So a really an impressive run for uh, the Red Hurricane. What, uh, like I said, I've been blessed with a lot of opportunities. This is my favorite one. Is it? Yeah. I uh, even going beyond. Um, when I did some college games, I love the college games yep. and it was fun to do. And I would do them again, following this program and this team last three years has been it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. It's, it's just really good. So good luck to the red hurricanes. I cannot wait uh, for uh, Wednesday night and James Dotson and I, and possibly uh, with the help of a few others, we'll have a video stream, including uh, Spencer Work and Jacob Walzer running the cameras, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. But it should be a uh, an opportunity. It should be fun. Looking forward to it. Well, good luck, and uh, good luck to them as they start their tournament run, and hopefully, our trip for you back to the Pete. Cause that's a lot of fun out there. Oh, it's 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 a phenomenal time, you know, this time of the year. So, yeah, if they win Wednesday night, they'll play Saturday. Both of them up in Wexford, PA. Um, I play. They play uh, North Allegheny at the school. Yeah. Uh, those. That's usually the site for the first two games, and then uh, they'll figure out where where, they play at, yeah. where if they advance from there, we'll go from there. And then, like you said, uh, the Pete. It'll probably be a Saturday morning. So, yeah. Hey, I'll take it. 
I don't blame you at all. I don't, we'll I don't see blame if they you can get all. there. It, I'm, I'm a little, what's the right word? Uh, Cautiously optimistic? No. No? Um, I'm a little spoiled because I've, I've every yeah. year I've gone, going we've to gone Pete, to the yeah. Pete. So let's, uh, let's get back to the Pete. But, uh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. A lot of good sports going on, Anthony. And uh, dabble your feet in stuff that you've never done before. You may enjoy yourself. You may find yourself actually giving you another reason to have a, a hat and a jersey yeah. and uh, to add to your collection in your closet. I don't think my cloth needs any more adding to. <laughs> I think it's busting out the seams. All right. Anything else you want us to get into before we get out of here? No, I think uh, baseball officially starts starting spring training. Ready? Yeah, it should be fun. It should be fun. It could be Bauer on the Hill Saturday, maybe. Oh, that's, that'd be maybe. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Tribe Reds always kicks yeah. it off. And it's not on TV. Really? It's not on TV Saturday, which is kind of surprising. The usual broadcast well, sports Tom Hamilton. Yeah. If he decides to do it, he picks and chooses when he wants to do they it. They usually do the, the first game of the year. Then I'll have my uh, radio on at 3 o'clock. All right. For Anthony, I am Tim. We will talk to you next time as we continue right here on RadioMVP.com. Don't forget to give us a rating and review. If there's anything available, check us out on our homepage, RadioMVP.com, on Facebook and on Twitter. And uh, with all that in mind, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.